Hi everyone, I'm Anya. And I'm Pranjal. And you're listening to Not Another Depressed Teen, a podcast for parents and their kids about improving teen mental health. Today we'll be discussing the connection between mental and physical health with Patrick Ting, a senior at San Ramon Valley High School and founder of the nonprofit Youth Health Focus. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today, Patrick. So, for the first question, can you tell us a little about yourself and what inspired you to start Youth Health Focus? For sure. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a senior at San Ramon Valley High School. Kind of crazy, this is my last year, but from my time in high school, I've developed a lot of hobbies. One being, I guess, my recent passion for guitar. I also like binge watching shows and movies in my free time. But also, one of my passions is using my nonprofit organization to kind of disseminate reliable health information to those in my community. And speaking of what inspired me, it was actually back in 2018 where my brother and I had the opportunity to kind of go to Kenya for a rural, um, to a rural community to do some volunteer work. And from that experience, we were kind of inspired to make a difference and change in our own community because seeing um, lack of access to healthcare resources and the general like health disequity that was present. And so we wanted to tackle that starting with education. So by providing a free platform that's accessible to anybody, I think, um, that's kind of what motivates us to keep going. So a lot of your information is on Instagram Reels and stuff, right? So are those the like main free platforms you use? Uh, we use three main platforms, the first being TikTok, and then mm-hmm. use Instagram and also YouTube to kind of disseminate the information. And like, just curious, what kind of volunteering did you do in Kenya? In Kenya, uh, specifically, is building classrooms for local communities like Masai Mara in Kenya. And in that time, we got to bond with a lot of the students. And you can definitely say that they're more alike than different. That sounds like a really impactful experience. Oh, yeah, that's that's really cool. Okay, so going back to what our episode is about, what do you think it means to be a healthy person? It's a great question. Um, I think there are many aspects that go into maintaining a healthy lifestyle and but there are three that actually stand out to me. The first being conscientiousness about your habits. And this is knowing the cause and effects of what's going on in your life. So like, should I maintain this diet? Should I go to the gym? Should I keep doing these habits in my life? How they affect me? And kind of keeping these questions in the back of our mind helps us be conscientious. And that's the first component of being healthy. The second, I'd say, would be making rational decisions. So that can look like weighing the full outcomes of our possible choices to help us make decisions in our life. For example, if you're at a party and um, there's alcohol, like if you drink that alcohol, like what will happen? What are the consequences? Are there any ramifications? And kind of using that to make rational decisions is an important component to being a healthy person. And the third, I'd say, is probably the most important taking action and being that person who will actually make a difference in their own life and also help those around them to kind of improve quality of life. And that can kind of look like if you're um, always complaining about like, say, I want to hit this weight goal, kind of taking action to, for example, maintain your diet, start exercising frequently and um, doing all sorts of other supplemental activities to help you achieve that goal. And also recognizing the situations of those around you and doing your best to 
help those around you achieve their goals. I think that is one of the most important components in terms of being a healthy person in your community. I like how you define being healthy as more of a mindset and an action rather than a physical appearance. But why do you think so many people struggle to take these actions? Why is it so hard for people to go to the gym when they want to or eat a certain way when they want to? I guess people are dynamic beings, but in reality, most of the time, a lot of people just like to be static and say consistent with their habits. And once they kind of do get into some specific habit for a while, it's kind of hard to break that and make a change. So I guess one step I would put out to kind of tackling that is having someone to hold you accountable for your actions and your goals, someone to kind of encourage you, because hard enough as it is to do it alone, it's always helpful to have someone there to kind of give you that support, remind you that this is what you want to achieve and this is how you should achieve it. And if you're not doing um, what you need to be achieving, then you need to change your kind of mindset and attitude. Yeah, I think like a buddy system is really effective. I remember during quarantine, I wanted to start yoga, but it's like, it's very hard to find the motivation. So me and my mom used to do it together. So if one of us was feeling lazy, we could get the other person out of bed. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, since it's a habit, yeah, habits are very difficult to break. Because I guess being healthy is really about living the lifestyle that you want and you feel is best for yourself. And You know, once you start biting your nails, it's like hard to quit, you know? So even like the smallest habits take time to break. So, I mean, bigger habits obviously requires a lot of effort. I think sometimes pure motivation isn't enough and you need some discipline to get you started on the right track to breaking a habit and building a new one. Or even in a ward, there's a lot of apps out there that'll do things like pay you for the number of steps you walk in a day. So it's pretty cool that we have technology and a lot of stuff like that now to help us. I mean, technology is also kind of the reason we've been living a very stationary lifestyle, but there's pros and cons to everything. Definitely. Okay, so since our podcast is kind of focused on mental health, I wanted to ask how physical and mental health are related. For sure. I guess to start off, I want to say that those two are inseparable. If you're talking about one's overall well-being, because of course your mental health affects your mood, your attitude, and your willingness to do things in your life. And your physical health, like whether you're sick or ill or not feeling good, that affects your capability. So I think if we're going to generalize those two, then we categorize them into two things, which is first, which is related to mental health, is your willingness and ability. And your physical health relates to your physical capability. And if we're going to break down how these two exactly relate to each other, mental health affects your mood. Say you're kind of feeling down, and that affects your willingness and your motivation. For example, if you're trying to hit this, this goal in the gym, but you're not feeling it today, then that kind of that temporary like kind of depression is going to inhibit you from wanting to do that. And... It's going to just drain your motivation. And that, in turn, is going to hold you back in terms of hitting your goal. Because in reality, that just means that you're not um, doing anything. You're not taking action to achieve your goal. And vice versa, if you're talking about how physical health relates to your mental health, say you're feeling sick or ill, in that case, you're kind of incapable of 
doing the physical activities that you usually do. If you use a gym example, then that might mean that your body is inhibiting you from achieving this goal, even though you might want to achieve that goal. So if your physical health is not in peak condition when your mental health is in peak condition or vice versa, it's really hard to maintain a healthy lifestyle and achieve the goals that you want to achieve. I also think poor mental health has a lot of physical manifestations. How many of us get upset stomachs or migraines when we're stressed, right? And if you're feeling depressed or having other mental health issues, and on top of that, now your physical health is going down, it kind of starts this vicious cycle where everything gets harder and harder, and it can be very difficult to break that cycle, but definitely not impossible. Yeah, there's a huge vicious cycle, but there's also a positive cycle where if you're doing good things for your body physically, you can help your mental health. And if your mental health has been really good, like you can physically push yourself more. You know, you just have to break that negative cycle and turn it to a positive one. I I read this interesting thing about how our stomach is very connected to our brain. So if you eat certain foods like omega-3 fatty acids, they've been shown to be effective at treating depression. So that just shows how linked our diet is to our mental health. Yeah, mental health is related to your brain, right? And that's also like a part of your physical body. So I think a lot of times people forget how connected they truly are. I thought of another example for physical health affecting mental health. When we exercise, we release endorphins. And those are feel-good hormones and they block pain signals. So that's very good for mental health. If a teenager is trying to improve their mental health and their like overall health, would you say there's any set steps they can take to jumpstart that process? I think uh, the best way to make change, honestly, is to keep it simple and kind of bring us back to those three points we talked about earlier about what it means to be a healthy person, kind of manifesting the idea of being conscientious about your habits, making rational decisions in your life, and also taking action to kind of achieve those goals and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Those are the three main steps I would keep in mind. The second point, making rational decisions. Moderation is the name of the game. As long as you're not overdoing something, don't overwork, don't do one specific action too many times. Don't um, stick to one habit and make it an addiction. Because addictions will also hinder your growth as a person mentally and physically. Kind of taking those three points into consideration in your daily life to make a change in your life. Being conscientious, making rational decisions, and taking action. I also think it's important that people, when they're goal setting, they make it specific to them. You know, not everyone's goal is to lose weight or get ripped. Maybe your goal is to gain weight. Maybe your goal is to practice mindfulness and meditate every day. Maybe your goal is to do a kind deed every day because a lot of research shows that volunteering and things like that are really great for mental health. So People shouldn't just copy the same goal because it's what my friends are doing. You have to keep it specific to your body, your mind. Sure. Is there anything you want to tell people about youth health focus? Guys, thanks for the plug. We are on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to check us out, we post reels and infographics uh, pretty regularly. If you want to show some support. And yeah, guess that's about it from my end. Yeah, I have seen Youth Health Focus's reels, and I think they are the perfect balance between being entertaining but also educational. So yeah, you guys should definitely check them out, and I'll link the Instagram under the podcast episode description.
Thank you to everyone who's listening to this episode. Anya and I really appreciate your support, and we hope you found this episode to be informative. 